A man whose wealth started with an apartheid emerald mine has brought Twitter to post Nazi pics. Turns out you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's episode 286. Uh, and it, it's the Wizards of Drivel. Um, Tony, Chris and Dave think so little of you that they have left me in charge again. Uh, what a poor mistake that's going to be. But I am joined by two lovely people. I'm joined by... Uh, Dr. Matt, how are we? Oh, great. Just just great. Everything's coming up roses ahead of the World Cup. Um Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm okay. How are you, Tom? Are you, are you okay? Uh, yeah, no, I wish you hadn't have asked because I feel very similar <laughs> about how great everything is. George, do you think that everything is so so great? I think everything's coming up, Millhouse. <laughs> It really is coming up Millhouse, and I can't think of a clever way to get into it. <laughs> um, Stoke, we won a game this week, which, like, you know, we should remember that every now and again because it's a rare occasion. But uh, Saturday, we returned to normal form, conceding first and losing a game of football. <sighs> it's getting a bit boring, all of the losing. Are we bad, Dr. Matt? Are we bad? I think we we are bad, yes. Um, I think there are some mitigating circumstances as to why we are bad that we could perhaps talk about moving forwards. But I would say on the whole, yes, we are bad. That would be my... I, I walked out on Saturday and I said to my mate as we left, <laughs> we are bad. <laughs> So so yeah we so so yeah so, that's, so that's yes. a good summary yes yes summary, yes. yes yes George where do you think we're the most bad um, I think generally I, do you know what I was about to be contrite then and say on a football pitch but I actually don't necessarily think that's true <laughs> I think we might genuinely be just as bad or possibly worse off the football pitch too wow. um, yeah it's just just fucking boring isn't it. I realise that I've I've seen one home win this season. You've seen a home win? Because I missed... Well, I missed the Sheffield United game. Wow. And then I realised that there's only been two home wins this season. Yeah, few and far between. Um, this... The, we, our home form, then. Are we cursed? Because I feel like... Do you remember when... Um, Coventry just just hadn't got promoted for so long, but also hadn't got relegated for a very long time. And like maybe four years ago, they did a thing about like how it was the saddest thing to be a Coventry fan because for like 15 seasons in a row, you hadn't seen your team win more games than they'd lose. Uh, our home record is, is a bit like that at the minute, I think. Uh, and... Oh, you're never going to do well if you can't win a game at home, can you? No, no. What was it? I think it was, was it 55 home defeats plays, 54 home wins. Not far off that. 2016 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we're cursed because curse implies a lack of blame. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. I wouldn't say we're cursed. I'd say... I'd say we are prone to doing just immensely stupid things seemingly more at home than we are away. And I don't know if that is just a combination of lack of confidence in front of the home fans, which, 
is sort of understandable on both sides of that because we've been crap for so long at home that everyone's just sort of waiting for bad things to happen and then bad things happen and it just reinforces itself. That's that's the Phil Jagielka goal. Uh, sorry, not the Phil Jagielka goal, the Scott Hogan goal, which is caused by Phil Jagielka. And I just, I don't know, I don't know what we need to change. I, I, it's weird because for the five minutes after the goal, it was probably the most alive I've heard the ground in a couple, you know, like a season or so, probably since the West Brom game, where everyone was up for it for five minutes. But then when we didn't really create after that, it just sort of ebbed away. So, yeah, not cursed. I just think we're more prone to silly mistakes at home. It's a weird thing. I think Alex Neal mentioned it, actually, in his pre-match thing for tomorrow's game, which I don't really want to think about. But if you look at, like, that Birmingham game and the Wigan game, the differences that we just... We didn't throw the ball in on own net twice against Wigan. And it, if anything, we're possibly arguably worse at Wigan. I, I, I thought I that why the we're doing it at home. with the, the recent performances, is it... Have we lost four in five, just with the Wigan win not being a loss? Yeah. I yeah. thought this yeah. week was easily the worst two performances we've had out of those as well. Like... Even Coventry at home was to an extent n- not as bad as the the Wigan win in a really weird way. I'd sort of been saying to people that we were on a really bad run of form, but we'd found a new trick of playing pretty well, but managing to get battered um, in, in every game, especially that Norwich game. But these past two, you'd think like a, a gritty win away at Wigan, even though they have like zero good form at the minute, um, would be the kind of thing that you could build a bit of confidence on and push on from. But no, we are straight back at home, handing goals away in the 11th minute. Um, and uh, and then just, you know, we, you're not going to come back from that. So that's fun. So's Joe Bursick. Joe Bursick's fun, bless him. Um, do, do we need a new goalkeeper? I'll let I've George sung... go on this, yeah. I've sung. I've been quite kind to Bursic generally. I think on this pod, and but but yeah, we, yeah, we do. I d- I thought it was bad when I was watching from the booth and end for that second goal. But then I watched the replay, and he's even further out than I thought he was. I just yeah, the yeah. whole defense completely shits itself whenever it needs to go back to him because they know that anything could happen and every set piece is scary because he could he could have a game where he decides to come and claim everything and do really well like Preston yeah and he could equally run around in his six yard box like doing a Joe Allen impression but under the ball (laughs) so I I, I think if you're going to have a young keeper generally you want to sort of surrounding with a sort of you know an air of confidence and and very solid sort of defensive players who make his job as easy as possible and I think the one thing I will say in his defense is that he has never had that at any point really in his career with us to date I think he's obviously gone through a lot of um, personal strife this season um, which I think we should take into account as well Um, but in the same vein from a ruthlessly professional point of view we don't if if a team has a shot against us it just goes in like it, it just it just seems to go in like 
when when uh, Jack Galka has the ball taken away from him and Hogan runs in to score, the exact same thing happens at the other end of the pitch. But we just don't take the chance. And John Ruddy nearly gave the ball away three times to us in the opening 15 minutes. And But there was only one team that was 1-0 down. And the second one... He, he make, yeah, he makes a mistake. He just go, comes out too far. It's very bad and it's a big loopy header in and it's just... So, yeah, I think he's... I think, to be fair to Neil, he did he did eyeball that early on, didn't he? Because there were lots of rumours about Iverson even last transfer window and he was here for a day. So, so thanks, thanks, board, for that, for the timing of that decision. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, I, yeah. I do feel we struggle in that department. I'm going to bookmark the uh, the board discussion because I think, as always, when we're in one of these spells, we inevitably start talking about the board. But I think you've made a point before, Matt, whether it's you know on Twitter or in this in this podcasting arena that we fight in um, about how Berzik really almost has just been thrown into first team football at this level. He's never. So he had an okay loan spell where he was doing fine at Doncaster, but I'm fairly certain Tony knows some Doncaster people and said they weren't sort of giving him rave reviews or anything. And he comes in, does okay in an injury crisis. And then since then has sort of just been like this reluctant first choice goalkeeper where we've always been like, oh, well, you know, he, he's young, he'll develop. And I think when you forget how young goalkeepers are, so I think for his own career, it might be, quite good for him to be taken out of the firing line a little bit and work on his game before he has to get thrown back into it. Um, But yeah, you mentioned there, Matt, that um, we sacked our last manager um, (laughs) one day before the transfer window closed after a full pre-season. Is that, and I think we might now start to be getting some firm results, the sample size might be big (laughs) enough, Is that a sensible way to run a football club, George? What do you think? I'm going to go with no. Um, we, we went over this at the time and we've been over it before. It's like, we, you know, the vast majority of people were calling for O'Neill in some form or another in March, April. In that run of results where we, it was the Cardiff loss and the Barnsley draw and all that crap. And then in July and June, we went, right, come on now. This is a perfect time. This is the Tony Pulis time to say, okay, we'll move on. And nothing. And then you get five games in and actually not even that bad of five games. And then that's the point where you decide to stop. Uh, Yeah, we'll bookmark the board decision, uh, the board discussion, as you said, but they're really, really shit at this. <laughs> That's what I'm going to leave it at. <laughs> really do not know how to run a football club in this decade. I think, is the championship a bit distracting? Because I'd say in this season of all the seasons where you have, obviously the the, the season starts a little bit early, but then, you know, we're, we're coming to it now, like this time next week, don't worry, you don't have to watch Stoke play for another month. Um. I can't believe there's so many clubs in the championship who've sacked their managers in this mm. in-between bit where you've basically got two pre-seasons. I can't believe any board is going in thinking, 
oh, well, you know, if there's a bad run of games, we'll get rid of him. Like, if, if that's the position, get rid of him now. <laughs> yeah. Just, just get it over yeah. and yeah. done with. I, th- I think I think it's Im- probably important to say that they're not alone in how crap they run things. I think the thing that sets them apart is that they're a very, in theory, stable ownership, but they just decide to like make things as chaotic as possible for themselves. And again, we are literally doing it again. Again, we'll talk. I don't want to talk too much about them if we have if we have bookmarked it, but we've we've seen today with the appointment of uh, living David Aloka, Ricky Martin. Um, he's worked with Neil before. So that's good because that is definitely not a footballing relationship that's just based on a personal friendship and will not come back to haunt us when Alex Neil is moved on if and when. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just they just continue to, you know, do their own thing and will just continue to go nowhere in this league. Fun. It's just Everything. cripplingly annoying to see uh, clubs who can do the whole sacking a manager sensibly and appointing a manager who has like a relatively similar play style. And we just d- don't do that ever. We just swing from like, oh, he's a good manager, he'll do. Uh, so it's also, I don't know why people get surprised when suddenly squads look a bit weird under mm. a, a manager. So Neil had... Uh, O'Neill had recruited quite quite clearly for a 3-5-2 and Neil's come in being like, ah, oh, how many wide players? That's a bit weird. Uh, don't know what I'm going to do there. So I look forward to another phase of a off-pitch footballing dude justifying all the decisions of a manager. Hey, maybe it might work this time. Fuck. Shit. God. Football, eh? Isn't it fun? Speaking of fun footballing things, tomorrow night sees Nathan Jones visit the Bet365 for his uh, his final goodbyes to Luton, probably. As for, he um, to Southampton. Those, Is there a more Stoke thing ever? <laughs> no. And for those just joining us, Tom is sat in his Luton shirt, his <laughs> scarf and his hat. <laughs> And he's he's just fully anticipating the uh, yeah. My the... Southampton stuff doesn't arrive until um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Thursday. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's 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 almost it's almost poetic, isn't it? That this is probably going to be his last game in charge of of Luton. Um, it's bad that you would. I would normally sort of look at this if I supported any other club on earth. I would look at this and go, "It's a really good opportunity because." You know, his mind might be elsewhere. The players might be a bit shaken and rattled by this. But I know exactly that's not what's going to happen. And this good opportunity for us will um, we'll end in a 12-minute pass back to the keeper, <laughs> bobbling over Joe Bursic's foot. I actually think we'll play fielding tomorrow just for, just for some fun. Um, I, I, it's the only thing that we haven't really done yet. We've not gone up. It's like you know, ironically enough, under Jones, where we had like Butland, Adam Davis, Federici, and we brought in Adam Davis to sort of be that sort of bubble second keeper, and then inexplicably just kept picking Adam Federici. Just <laughs> so that's the only thing we've got left to do. Um, yeah, it's they beat us at home last season. I want to say. Yeah, that was some um, of the worst bits. Yeah, of that was last yeah. season. Probably Mon's least fun game. Yeah, and you know they're they're a, they're a solid 
solid enough outfit. And I think they've, they've, they've lost one in 11. Or wonderful. 10. Oh, good. And wonderful. they've really picked up Great. some form since the start of the wonderful. season. So I think, I think we're in, we're in trouble, lads. But um... <laughs> well, what? I think it's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What worries me most is I, after Saturday's game, I heard Neil say, you know, maybe we need to stop being so. Um, what was the words he used? I can't remember exactly what he said, but basically, maybe we need to go a bit more back to basics and go a bit more direct. And it is as good friend of the pod Sam has said before. It is a speed run of O'Neill if that's what ends up happening. We've already we, we never had the phase where we had playoff form or it was two games. We've gone through the phase of being a bit shit and losing when we're playing well. And now we're firmly going to end up in the phase of the 1 1 draw at Barnsley and hoofing it at home yeah. to Luton. He seemed to make that switch pretty early on in the Birmingham game as well. Like, um, we we seem to start doing diagonals and and very long balls to to the forwards, one of which was Nick Powell, which I, I don't like Nick Powell in that position anyway. Um, and then yeah, it just it, it just seemed to be an easy game really for Harley Dean to just head everything away, and you know, it it, it seems as soon as we come up against a team that just sort of holds its shape when they don't have the ball, we just sort of go uh uh. Yeah. And it was strange it. because I, th- I thought actually, obviously we kicked it in our own net, but I'll get castigated for saying besides that. But besides that, I actually thought the opening 15, 20 minutes on Saturday was we looked really calm on the ball. We played through their press. Mm-hmm. We pressed quite well. And then we went, oh, well, that was working, but we're 1-0 down from a mistake. So let's do something that doesn't work instead for 60 minutes. Yeah, that, yeah. that happened against... Go on, Tom. Go on. There's such a lack of composure in the entire mm. squad uh, when a game goes against them, other than in like a handful of games. For some reason, I feel like we didn't do that against Norwich, but was 3-1 in the end. Um, the only thing that I like hope is that, you know, as we all know, Alex Neal is not stupid. Um, and we've only really sort of played a defensive or, sorry, a deep block kind of plan once under him. And that was at Burnley. And he did sort of do that with a front three of Gale, um, Delap and Campbell. So as opposed to what previous managers have done, looking at you, all of them, um, <laughs> we're not, we're not playing defensive football with like one recognized attacker on the pitch and, you know, maybe playing Eric Peters as a winger. Um, we hopefully under Neil will go right. Okay, we're going to sit in a deep block, but we'll have three attackers on and they'll run at you. Um, I'd also take a pinch of salt because he mentions this quite a lot when we lose. I think he's threatening the players with it. Like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, well, you want to you want to not build through the lines? Well, watch how we won't build through the lines, then, boys. You'll be you'll be in a deep block until the cows come home. Football. Um, you were going to say something, Matt. Uh, before I cut you off, um, I was talking. I can't remember what I was talking about. I'm sure it was something negative. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Just, oh no, that's what I was going to say. It was about. Yeah, it was negative. Um, it was about. Um, it was about Coventry, and so we switched to the, the sort of long diagonals um, against Birmingham quite early, but he sort of did that for a 20 minute spell 
after the first goal we conceded against Coventry, he took, um, I can't remember who the striker was, but he, he, he took one of the strikers we had off and put, um, I think it was Powell on. But he, 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 we just started to go long over the top and then we conceded the second goal. And then it was like, all right, we'll get another striker on and now we'll actually start trying to play through again. So I, I just think he's a... Whether it's he who's a bit muddled or just because there's so many ideas flowing through this squad from past managerial decisions and, and systems that I just don't generally think, yeah, when, when something doesn't go to plan, they don't know what to do. And I think that just applies to everyone associated with the club at the moment and is backed up by the 62 losses from 85 after going a goal down since relegation. I see you read the Bear Pits tweet as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's good. After it's good. It, so it's okay. Yeah. It's good when people <laughs> spend an hour compiling those stats, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be there before you scroll it through transfer marks and you think, oh, God, this is going to be. This, this is going to give me some catharsis. It doesn't. It never does. It never makes anything better. Um, no. No, it doesn't. Yeah, we're so unresilient. Yeah, <laughs> like just, it is that, said it? it. He said it in like his after his second game. He was like, "Yeah, they don't have the confidence, they don't have the resilience." But my Sunderland team did, and look at my Sunderland team still. <laughs> yeah, still got it. Oh, oh, Alex, you sweet summer child, you. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just say that in front of the wheelie bins full of the careers of previous promising, promising managers. I mean, wheelie bins. promising players. To be fair. Yeah. I mean, Gary Rowett never left the wheelie bins, did he? He got announced in, he got announced in front of them and he ended up there. So, Yeah, at least that yeah. was the nicest thing he did. He did get in the bin. Um, can, like, can, you, can you believe that was only four years ago? It feels yeah, Gary like, Rowett, like Yeah, it, that's what I mean. Can you believe? That's what I mean. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, God, it's only four years since we had Gary Rowett. And he Rowett was only actually there. He you was only there for like Rowett? six months, wasn't he? Yeah, there were like four months it, of football with him or something. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nearly four years since he told BBC Radio Stoke that we had no right to moan about defensive football because Joe Allen and Sam Clucas are actually very attacking midfielders. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! Oh, nice. we've reached that stage. I don't know if he's injured, but we've reached the uh, customary Sam Clucas disappearing off the face of the earth yeah. stage of the season. <laughs> after just being in the squad a lot, after not really playing again in pre-season. I look forward to him reappearing in April because it yeah. it's, it's a fun time for everyone. It's Under like new Christmas, manager, but with Raymond Klukas. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, how far away from, uh, from Bojan equalising at Rotherham Army? Oh, that was nice. Oh, no. Oh, that's, no. I, think that's, I think we've gone past that. No, Jesus I think Christ. I think we were, I think at this point under, I don't know why we're talking about Rao, it's my fault. Um, but I think we were in that sort of spell where we were like drawing every game nil-nil or 1-1 and he was coming out and saying about, you know, we're on a great, great unbeaten run and we'd won like one in eight. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, and it was like, oh, that's nice, Gary. But um, yeah. Because we had that weird run where we started, I remember the Sheffield Wednesday game where we thought, oh my God. Ryan Woods is fantastic and we are going up. We can pass a football. And then within 20 minutes, that was that was gone. Mm. 
Well, this has been a very negative podcast, so mm-hmm. I've I can think of two positives: positive A or positive B. Which would people like to talk about first? Positive B, just to positive just to change B. it up. Harry yeah, Sewer was on the bench at the weekend, so like that's fun. He could be back. I think Pete Swift tweeted today that his last game was a year ago today in a one 0 win over Luton. That's nice. Oh, that, I remember that. that yeah, be, that would be oh, yeah. lovely. You know, before was that the last time we won three in a row? Yes. That's the only yeah. time we've won yeah, three in a it row, was. isn't it? Oh, I, I'm remembering the game fondly now. Yeah, someone scored a goal. Was it Sawyer's? Did Sawyer score a nice volley? It's Jason Brown, I believe. Oh, Sawyer's um, Sawyer's, Sawyer's, Sawyer's did a nice yeah, run yeah, for yeah. a Jason Brown goal. There we go. Yeah, yeah. God, remember, yeah. remember, remain Sawyer's. <laughs> oh, fun, fun times. But yeah, Hasuta, obviously, maybe a centre back who is not terrified of the football. Good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the sooner he's back, the better. The only, the only slight worry I have is he is going to go. He'll probably go to the World Cup, I imagine, mm-hmm. with with advanced Australia fair, and they'll probably get to like the semi-finals out of spite. And Australia aren't very back. good at getting to World Cup semi-finals, Matt. Hey, there we hey. go. Wizards. Hey. Finally, a real sport. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, I just, as long as he just comes back from the World Cup and is not injured, great, wonderful. Thank you for the preseason in Australia. I'm going to predict that he's not the same after his injury. <laughs> <laughs> he's just suddenly turned into a roving <laughs> wide target man, and he just can't remember how to defend. He's lost it. He's going to go. I'll be honest. Trent I have such little faith on just drift into the half space in the opposition half. It's going to be great. <laughs> I had such little faith on in the manager on Saturday that I did think for a minute he's going to put him up front, isn't he? I, do, oh, I know I should love that, imagine though. that, but well, oh, exactly. I think I'd have left. Forward. What was positive A, Tom? Uh, positive A was after we've played Luton, we're away at West Brom and then we're free. Freedom. Oh my God. For wow. four whole four whole weeks i think if i'm wrong yeah straight into southgate discourse yeah oh well yeah but that 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 can cope normally england wins some games while that's going on um so yeah west brom away carlos corbran gets to beat us again jeremy corbran uh we'll beat us yeah nice and fitting we can do the we can do the meme if he does beat us, we can do the Shakespeare's oh Jeremy Corbyn. We can do it. We can make it. <laughs> there you go. Who is in charge of the Wizards account yeah. on Saturday? <laughs> Dave, remember that. <laughs> I'm going to boldly predict that we will win one of the two games. Will it be the one where we don't concede? Well, that would help, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, I actually Certainly have a not one where we concede first. I understand the point that people are making with the like um, we don't come back from from going a goal down thing, but I kind of feel like it's being dealt with in too much of a term that like just going a goal down is a constant. Like, oh, that just mm. always happens in football, and good football teams can come back from 
Wong. No, no, conceding in the first place is bad. Bad. Stop doing that. Stop worrying about coming back from a goal down. Just stop conceding a goal. Going a goal down. Yeah. But anyways, that's that's my own personal vendetta. No, I think that's I think that's a, a fair enough observation. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm running out of things to talk about that, that aren't gonna like bring on more tears than a Monday night normally does. Can we can we feed the hippos? Oh yeah, let's have people got some food to feed those hungry, hungry hippos. Um, I've got what I would call several hundred people to feed to the hippos. <laughs> um, I would like to just warn anyone now that the drones are incoming if <laughs> you personally either had a go at Tyrese Campbell for not jumping for a header. I don't think there's any of those left. I think we did feed all of those <laughs> to the hippos before. <laughs> or ironically cheered when he ran after the ball to give it back to them for a free kick. You can fuck off into the mouths of several hungry hippos. Whether we've done it before or not, I had to say it. Yeah, well, no, screw it. I'm in charge of the hippos today. Let's feed them with as many people as we can think of. Okay, so I've actually neuralinked my hippos, (laughs) but they've they've turned on the creator and eaten him. So... (laughs) I'm going to have to pacify them again. And I'm going to go with, just just for the sake of the fan base, I've personally found this very funny, but um, the set, the Birmingham second goal, Hannibal Majibri, Hannibal, um, gave, gave the Boovin and what for after, after it went in. And I think he earned himself a one-way ticket to, to the Hippo Den. Um, That's nice. But I, I, I thought it was funny, but no one else around me seemed to think it was that funny. So I, I, by sheer weight of numbers, he has is to this, go in for is me. That, is this our first democracy manifest hippo feeding? I really don't. <laughs> I think we, we don't technically agree with, but just we think most people do. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think he has to go in there just just because. Yeah. Just because. I've got to say, I really don't like this shift into democracy for this podcast, to be honest. Nah, it's, it's overrated, but we are all about free speech. Yeah. Uh, Wait, I have my own it. personal thing, and it's a. It's not. I'm not. No one's getting fed to the hippos yet, but it's a. It's a quiet warning to the ITV producers who may or may not be involved in trying to rehabilitate Matt Hancock's PR image. Mm. The the hippos are hungry. The hippos are hungry, so don't forget that, which you might get eaten by. So, on that, uh, uh, have we got anything else to say? England trounce in India on Thursday, yeah? Uh, yeah. Yes. Or, or, or delete all your tweets about England soon, because they will be found, and it will not be fun to have no. 3,000 people in your mentions. No, which which has happened before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, made a, I made a sarcastic remark about... Um, India being saved by rain when they needed like 72 to win with 10 wickets in hand and it, it didn't it didn't go down too well um so Actually, I, I thought it was funny and ironic but uh, a lot of people took it seriously it was lost uh, was it yeah don't yeah. worry Dr Matt I said that Ricardo Fuller wasn't a player famed <laughs> for his movement and I got just as much how long Fair have enough. you got <laughs> On, on my previous bad tweets. I would just like to put out 
all of the beloved Stoke players that you like, I think they were shit. The more <laughs> beloved they were, the more shit I think they were. So the less beloved they were, the more I thought they were good. Apart exactly from you, matching that. true promoting, never you. <laughs> Dealt a bad hand. Dealt a bad hand. <laughs> That's he tried his best. That's all you he's, can he's say about it. him. He's <laughs> doing it for Bayern yeah, yeah. Munich. Why couldn't he do it for Stoke? <laughs> Oh dear. And on that fun, fun note, I think uh, it's time to bid everyone adieu. So uh, thanks very much for joining us, George. Thank you very much, Tom. And thanks for coming as well, Matt, and and feeding those hippos with democracy. Nathan Jones, Barmy Army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Right. Oh, am I in charge of doing this? Um, go oh. on, Stoke. Yeah. <laughs>